I know you talked to me about uh, waving a magic wand, yeah. and uh, it's a great question about what we need to do. I think right now, uh, you know, we have these events, sadly, that happen, and all of us seem to be a little united for a while that this can never happen again, and then time elapses and we forget about it, uh, and unfortunately we see it occur again. So I think uh, you know, we've talked about a few things here uh, that, that we know are bedrocks and are the truth. Uh, and one of the items that, that we have in play in Norton is, you know, we realize that no student has ever been killed in a locked classroom. Um, these people have a tendency to check the door and peek in, and if they don't see any action or see anything, they move on. And so the idea that uh, when you have this situation, if the students are behind a locked door, is one of the best things that can happen in this situation. So we've installed uh, just a door locking device in Norton uh, just on that premise alone. That doesn't stop things from happening, but it just helps that component of it. So one of the things I think, Ray, is to just kind of com compartmentalize things and try and figure out what you can do if this does happen. Dana, let me ask you this, and you go to the example, unfortunately, that we just had in Uvalde, Texas. There was a door that was closed, but that wasn't locked. I've been saying yeah. on the show for a number of years that we need to limit, and I hate to say that we're at this point in our lives, but we are. I, I think we need to limit the access that people have in getting into the buildings and I think there should be one entrance and one entrance only getting into the buildings. And I know that will compromise so many different things from sporting teams coming in and out and all that other stuff. But the more openings you have, the more opportunities, unfortunately. You know, school is just a social place uh, for a community. And I think one of the things, sadly, uh, that surfaces in our minds is that it's not going to happen here. Uh, and, you know, Ray, you've been around high schools your entire life, you do so much work for local schools, you see that. Uh, you know, the buses pick up the kids and uh, people are coming in and out. And so there's just this, this almost this false thought that it's not going to happen here. Uh, and so you let your guard down a little bit. Now, certainly after uh, all of the events that we've seen, we really tighten things up. And, you know, 2018 was a big year for that. And uh, you know, we did things like secured vestibule entrances and the bolo sticks and secured visitor entrances. And, you know, some schools, most schools, uh, if not all of them, do a, an incredible job in planning. As a matter of fact, it's part of our state requirement. However, you just, you're just discussing what happens in a school life. Uh, people come and go. Parents have meetings with teachers and you know, the principals come and go. So it's just it's a great challenge for all of us just to be on our guard at all times. Dana Addis is with us, Superintendent Norton Schools. By the school year of fall 22, he'll be the superintendent of Hudson Schools. Dana, let me, let me ask you this. When we look at safety and security of our kids inside these buildings, it comes with a dollar. It comes with finances and such. And, and whether that being having a guard at the doors or having a guard at the main access or whatever, uh, let me ask you this. Are there enough dollars, whether it be from the state or districts in general, being put into safety and security from your contacts across the state and across the country into safety and security? And if not, how do we get more? Yeah, I, I, I'm one that thinks that 
that state has done a, a great job in providing that for us. Um, you know, uh, we, we have a number of safety grants that are out there. We just applied for a, a really large safety grant. Unfortunately, uh, we were not one of the schools that were rewarded. But uh, the state does a, a great job of getting things out there for us. Uh, I think where we could do a better job, Ray, um, is just in the local connection. Uh, and, you know, for instance, we have the most wonderful relationship with our police department, uh, and they take great care of our kids, great care of our district. But, you know, within the city, for instance, uh, and I know this happens in, in some lo localities, uh, that, that those officers are just part of not only the police force, but part of the school district as well, uh, and that it's financed some way through the city. Um, so if the state or the, the, the federal government could help us out in that area, because quite frankly, not every uh, you know, city can afford that. Uh, and so that's probably a way that they can help us uh, man the schools a little bit better with police forces. Dana, let me ask you this. It's a very debatable subject. Interested in your stance on this, of arming certain teachers inside the buildings i hear yay and i hear nay on this subject what are your thoughts uh i i would tell you personally and this isn't as a representative of norton uh, or hudson i personally think that that just opens up too many possibilities of mistakes happening uh i think uh the situation should occur where the professionals who do this every single day um you know, possess those and, and keep our kids safe, not someone, you know, I'll use myself as an example. I was a high school English teacher, uh, you know, so for me to, to carry a weapon and have an expectation that not only am I going to teach my kids and assess and, and, and take care of them, but I'm also going to arm myself, I just personally don't have a comfort level with that. So I'm sort of on the side of, I think that the experts need to be in that position, not our educators. Dana, so much has been talked about the mental aspect of these school shootings. As a matter of fact, over 78% of the school shootings involve a student who had been or is enrolled at those particular schools. So take us inside the buildings, maybe what Norton has done, or you talking with other superintendents, what maybe needs to be done better inside these buildings as far as counseling courses and keeping an eye out and these threats being taken serious. Heck, when you and I were younger, Dana, if someone said, gosh, I'm going to go beat this kid up after school, you would scuff and say, hey, I want to go there. Now it's at another level and those threats need to be taken more serious. Do we need to counsel and educate the students on what real live threats are? Well, I can officially call myself a veteran educator, uh, Ray, and I will tell you we are doing uh, the best job I have seen in my 30 years of helping kids in mental, uh, mental health areas. Uh, schools are well-equipped. We have programming. We have relationships with outside services. We are working so well and so hard. I know at Norton we have a school psychologist at each building. We have a relationship with Red Oak Behavioral Health there in our school system. We have counselors in place. Uh, we have so much in place, and, and we're a small sample of the great schools that we have locally. We're doing an amazing job in that area. I think one thing, uh, I, I think that there are a couple of areas that we still struggle with. One is 
Uh, you know, you talked about fights in the good old days. Uh, the, the bullying aspect is still around, and it's almost impossible to eliminate. It's almost impossible to eliminate that a child is going to say something to another child that bothers them. It's just not reality. Uh, so one of the one of the newer thoughts is that we just need to help prepare kids that something mean is going to be said to them and to get them, you know, to learn how to handle those things and try and help equip them. Um, so that's one of the things. I think social media right now, Ray, is playing a huge role in this, and that's something that you and I did not have to deal with. Uh, and I would, I would like to see the connection between that uh, and uh, what we're seeing right now. And also I think the other thing is, uh, we're seeing a lack of family engagement in our schools. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to boldly say that, but, um, we, we just are not seeing the follow-up in, in areas where we know that these children need follow-up in situations. Uh, we're seeing a lack of engagement that could probably, uh, and probably does lead to some behaviors that, that, aren't what we want to see. Dana Addis is with us. He's the current superintendent at Norton Schools. And uh, Dana is spot on about the social media. It's 24-7 now opening up so many different avenues of bullying and really testing the stress and anxiety of these students. And Dana, you kind of stole my final question for you. And that's with schools and families, quote, parents uh, getting together more often. And I know a school can only occupy and take care of things in their buildings with their students and those type of things and i thought maybe you could talk to the parents right now to keep the eyes open and stay engaged with these kids and you know a lot of these students are drifting and trying to get them back into center and such we are doing you know when and public school is um it's out there a lot right now people have thoughts about public school but the reality is we are doing more than we have ever uh, needed to do for our kids, you know, in terms of feeding them, educating them, keeping them safe. Uh, we have more responsibilities than we've ever had before. Uh, and every single time we have this, we embrace it, and we just try and be really good at this. But, uh, you know, here's what's important. A couple things for our parents. One is uh, if you're a parent in this situation and, you know, the student is struggling or you're worried about behavior, uh, the single biggest factor, and I've been telling our families this for years, is who your child is hanging around with and who your child is associating with. And so if there are concerns about behavior, uh, how they're acting, you know, the vibes that you're getting from them, the association with uh, other students is the single biggest indicator that they might be uh, heading down a difficult path. Uh, but the, the other thing, too, is uh, I, I want everyone to know uh, not only Norton, but most of our schools have the most amazing parents. We have incredible parents in Norton City Schools, and I know uh, I'm heading to a place that just has a wonderful school community, one of the top school communities. Um, but, you know, these people are busy. Uh, they're making life better. They're working. They're, they're just making our world a better place. It's the challenging situations and the challenging family structures where uh, these situations usually surface. And so when we're trying to focus on these kids and these fam families uh, who need the help, we're doing what we need to do. But we also need our great families just to continue to step up and be a part of the district and help, and they do. 
Uh, we just need that to continue, maybe at an even uh, higher level of engagement.